Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Awards Radar Podcast. I'm Joey, and uh, as always, I am joined by Miles. Say hi, Miles. Hi, Miles. I swear that joke will never get old. Uh, and Steve. Hello, Miles. <laughs> Less funny, but still worked. And today we're joined by Ryan McQuaid. Hi, Miles. There we go. See, the third time was the funniest because it brought it back. Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. That's that's how that yeah, works. We work at a comedy wow. of threes, guys. That's how it works. Yes, it's the, it's the rule of threes for sure. Uh, how is everyone doing? We're, we're recording this prior to Thanksgiving, though you guys are going to hear it after Thanksgiving. So uh, how was your Thanksgiving, everyone? Uh, I am full. It will have been great. <laughs> Terrible food poisoning. <laughs> I'm glad I got it. I'm glad I got you under the gun then. Steve Steve will be editing this from his toilet. As usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen. You've got a you've got a brand. You gotta stick with it. Um so we have a few things to talk about today. There was uh, some recent news we'll address. Um last week when I uh, sort of spoke about a bunch of the movies that I'd seen and been screened, I forgot to talk about Soul, so we'll talk about Soul a little bit. And uh, we have questions, so I am going to pull up one of the questions. I got three for us today, so we're uh, oh, rule, rule of three, three, exactly. There you go, rule of three. <sighs> Steve, that's the title of this episode, episode nine, rule of three. All right, there you go. All right, question number one comes on <laughs> Facebook from Juan Luis Ocharin. I'm sure I mispronounced that. Do you Ocharin, think he's a friend of mine? All right, there we go. No, oh, well, you're. He's got a ringer then. Do you think no MCU releases this year is going to slow down the MCU train or hype it up? Um, I'm 99% sure it's only going to make people more excited and barring any kind of theatrical issue. If there's a normal box office hall, you're going to see Black Widow and such, you know, tack on, you know, a little extra money because people are going to be eager to watch those things types of movies again so that's that's sort of my two cents but uh we can go around the room uh miles since apparently you uh puppeteered this question have at it well by puppeteer do you mean shared the does anyone have any questions thing on facebook <laughs> yes i'm going I'm, I'm going to mock you for doing your job he's got a ton uh, he's got a box of strings over there just oh, waiting to you go know. just they're not attached to anything but it's a, it's a work in progress um, yeah, I, I kind of uh, agree with Joey. I think um, if they were in the middle of a phase, like if they had left off on some pretty big cliffhangers and now we were waiting, I think that might throw things off a little bit. But the fact that they have a clean break after phase three and they haven't really started phase four yet means they still have time to make that good first impression that presumably they were hoping to make with Black Widow and then so on. So I think they're in a good point where We'll get enough of a break that people start to miss it again, which will probably be nice after they were doing three movies a year and now we're getting the Disney Plus shows. Um, so I definitely agree that there's going to be a bit of an uptick because of that. Now, if the movies aren't that great, then they might start to see some residual fall off, but that's neither here nor there. True. Either one of you. I think uh, that they are going to go full steam ahead with five movies next year, regardless if it's on Disney Plus or it's in the theaters. They're going to have two television shows. We'll be oversaturated to the point where we'll be gag-worthy, uh, yet they'll make a ton of their money, and they will not have made bad movies because their formula doesn't exist to make 
truly god-awful movies so that at least have either passable to good movies and people will love it and we will despise it. I mean, not we, you. I mean, me, me, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me, that's what I, yeah. But I, I, I'll, I'll lump you guys in there because there will be at least, you know, Black Widow, I think, I hate prequels in general. Uh, I think most people know that. I think Joey knows that. I don't like prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they serve no purpose to me. I don't know, you know, they don't move a forward, a move, uh, they don't move a story forward. They keep going back, and, and that's exactly what that is. I just think that they should release it on Disney Plus, you know, much like the, you know, the other news this week and um so uh, of another studio that decided to move a movie onto their streaming platform um it's it at this point just just give people movies stop holding back because nothing's going to make money next year like nothing's going to make money at this point if we bottleneck the 2021 uh, schedule and i've been saying that for months and people think i'm nuts um you know i, I listening this morning and and that uh you know, that the vaccine, it, we wanted to get back to normal, this Pfizer one, which I'm still worried about it because it's Pfizer. Um, if we all got it, it would be May. So right before uh, the summer movie season. But then that's still January through April. And there's a bunch on the schedule there. So, um, yeah, five right now they have five movies for next year. And and Miles, they did leave sort of on a big cliffhanger with their Spider-Man film. Um and uh, where that's going to go and sort of the reveal of what Parker and everything. So they are a little bit on a cliffhanger, not much of like, you know, in terms of like in game, if they didn't have Spider-Man, I think that they would be fine, but they've got to, they left that nugget in there last year. And, and so now they're, you know, we're kind of waiting on where they're going to go for the, the rest of their, you know, future. Well, that's definitely true. But um, I would just say to that Spider-Man or Spider-Man 3 is one of the few films that hasn't had its release date shifted. Like right now, it's pretty much on track to come out when it would have originally come out. So true, true. that specific cliffhanger, we're getting the resolution to that. Presuming we don't get any more pushback, we will get that answer around the same time we would have already gotten it. But I was referring Mm -hmm. more to the big sort of universe spanning endgame kind of stuff. In that regard. In those regards, most of the core characters are in a nice area of somewhat stasis where we don't quite know what's going to happen next with them outside of, obviously, the movies and shows that they've announced. So yeah, uh, yeah. Th- they're at a point where they can regroup and make us miss it a little bit. Well, they also don't, I think, invested. I also don't know that they have a, not endgame movie-wise, but an endgame for the next phase of sorts yet. Like, they, you know, they'll eventually build up to another, you know, extinction level event type thing it'll whether it's secret wars or oh, something sure, like but that. that's like but that's yeah. like six to nine movies down the line exactly it's, it's like while. it may yeah. even be like three phases from now like i think their, i think their immediate goals are to sort of figure out what the new flagship sort of franchises will be and lean into that eventually start setting up you know whatever <laughs> the bring everyone together event is and then probably set up young like young avengers like the new, yeah. the new group, like they they, that seems like the thing above all else I would expect them eventually do is, you know, have, have iron heart and have, and you know, they isn't, uh, the, the, the Jeremy Renner show is going to be, I think we think about training his daughter. Right. And so there's going to be things like that. Yeah. And like then, the, new- and then they also have now, x-men at a certain point down the future their version of that well Fantastic they have the multiverse Four, for that, you know blade you know yeah. all these different 
you know, characters that we know, they'll introduce those along with, you know, newer stuff as well, like uh, like the Eternals and, and Shang-Chi and all these other things that they're doing as well. So, um, And they can also be combine the TV. Be yeah, and yeah, the TV stuff too. They're going to bring all that in. Yeah, they yeah. previously did not, you know, they resisted, you know, why not have Daredevil and all them in the Avengers? And it would have been a little weird because, you know, not all of us yeah. watch those shows. Well, or... it was a little weird when they were mentioning like the stuff in New York, which was like the like you know Avengers, yeah. the first film, and like all the lawsuits of that. And it's just like, wait, so they're in this universe, but you refuse to put them with any of those other characters? Uh, it's it, yeah. The, that whole thing was a mess, and I yeah. think that they're trying to learn from that. Well, yeah. Like, well, not yeah. only that, it's clearly like not even considered canon anymore because you've got yeah, actors. They've canceled everything. <laughs> well, not only have they canceled it, but you've got actors like Mahershala Ali was an antagonist in the Luke yes. Cage show, and now he's going to be Blade. So I guess that right. stuff just doesn't count anymore. Well, you know, you know, he, you know, uh, that's yeah, no, that's that's Apparently, very fair. Yeah, that's I mean, very fair. I was gonna, I was gonna try to make a joke, but I'm like, no, there's no joke to that. That's no. just stupid, and then it makes sense. And they might, you know I mean? and they might bring uh, Charlie Cox back to be Daredevil, though they might not. You know that there seems to be a push, and who knows how they're going to. Uh, I tell you, if they do a Daredevil, if they made a Daredevil movie like they did the television show, it, it would do a hell of a lot better than the Affleck one. Agreed. Yeah, so, I mean, again, would like it. It's hard to, it's hard to stack up like pre X-Men superhero movies with now because they they were so differently made. There wasn't, you know, you kind of had to, like, not hide that it was a superhero movie, but you had to lean into other elements. So that, you know, I don't think that's a terrible movie. It's just not a particularly satisfying superhero movie. It's a fair action movie with, you yeah. know, at the height of, you know, Ben Affleck should really remember he's he's a good drama actor. Why is... Why? Why is everything an action? Why is he like, doing like, this? Like, yeah. You know, like you know, it, it's it's not that it's bad. It's that you watch that, you watch Paycheck, you watch all these other movies. And you're like, you're 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 listening to the wrong people now. Like, I've heard Kevin Smith talk about it before. Like Affleck loves comic books, and at the time it was, wait, I can be a comic book character. You know, so it wasn't that Daredevil was the the perfect one. It was that was the one that was getting made. You know, so that was that was enough at the time. You know, and you try to make it the best movie you can. So. No. We'll see. I, 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 I the you. MCU will be fine. Do we just do we just go down the rabbit hole of explaining Daredevil, Joey? Like we did. That's, that's literally what we just did. We just, yeah. it only took him. It only took him a decade to make the exact same mistake again with Batman. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for for similar reasons, even. But, uh, but yeah. yet he he was actually good in that one. Yeah. Rather, he wasn't I mean, the not, weak link not, of the film. I wouldn't even say he's the weak link of Daredevil. The execution no no no, no. Was the no it's all exe- um, yeah it's all the director's fault it's the director yeah he's he's a crap director um hey but you know what we got a cut coming of a new film with him yeah. as batman oh. so, so hang on folks you know we'll reserve our judgments of him well as did batman. you speaking of we'll do that real quick did you see that apparently the this this gargantuan 70 million dollars they're spending on this movie uh in terms of new footage is like four minutes for the reshoots, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's mostly Ridiculous. just cleaning up all the stuff that's sitting in a can somewhere that, you know, um, at the time, Joey, Warner Brothers was the, like, this, this sucks. Is the, this is the stupidest thing in the history of cinema for me. Like, this movie was terrible. People don't understand how terrible it was. It seems like they've, they've misconstrued that it was one of the worst films of its year. They've now given it 70 more million dollars. 
they've done this as sort of this marketing campaign to get more eyes on HBO Max. I'm telling you, it will be the same basic film that Whedon put together, minus you know any harassment sort of you know misgivings. We'll all go and we'll say that the week it happens, and then we will forget about that movie. And the fact that people have made this a movement, the fact that that the studios gave in to this lunacy. I mean, $70 million right now in our economy, in Hollywood, to finance projects. I mean, it takes what? It took how much money to make Get Out? What, $5 million, right? So how many how many get outs could we have made? How many, you know, how many ladybirds could we have made in that process? Um, you know, how many moonlights could we have made? That was like a what? Two million dollar budget. Uh, so so the, we could have met. We could have made 35 moonlights for the for the five minutes that we're going to get in that stupid movie. Um, I hope I hope it fails. I hope it backfires on Warner Brothers. I hope it puts them in a financial hole. It um, so so it won't. I'm not a fan of the it. thing because it's going to be an HBO Max. So any subscribers will be an increase. So that's it's a win for them either, either way. And the thing about that is, yes, we'd rather see those movies get made, but Warner Brothers doesn't make those movies. So their their seventy million dollars no, was they, never no, they, going I to mean, that. Or I rather I rather see that seventy million dollars go to another Christopher Nolan project rather than go to Zack Snyder. Um, tr- uh, trust me, I'd rather them give seventy million to Affleck and let him make a movie. I, I'd be fine with all of that. But yeah, they yeah. they they definitely are giving in to people. I just think it's fascinating that they're that they're going so far into this. Like I would almost have rather, uh, like, not that it's a better movie because of it, but has, have any of you ever watched the extended cut of uh, Batman versus Superman? Where I they, have. Yeah, I it's, have. It's, it's, yeah, it's 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 not much of a different film. It's not no. better. No, it's not better. I mean, it's just some more. parts are clearer. That's the, but... like, the clarity of it is a lot better. I, I so what I liked but about it's still a bad movie. <laughs> I so I think Batman vs Superman is fair. Like I kind of didn't get the hate at the time. I was like, this isn't great, but it, it sort of did its job. I like yeah. watching Batman and Superman. I like fight. it. Yeah, it hit like, like more than Joey. Civil what War. are you doing giving these rave reviews to Batman B Superman so long after the fact? God, I, I'm, you know. I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get in on that seventy million dollars. You're trying to get in with the fandom. Yeah, you're trying and to get the, in with the fandom and the dude. studio. No, um, but the yeah, like the, the extended <laughs> cut had at least like Clark Kent doing journalism and like you know things like that. Where oh, yeah. you you remember that there's two characters in this movie? I don't. You're not going to get yeah. that with Justice League. It's just going to be this like giant, like bastardized version of like three movies he was trying to make. So, I mean, I'll watch yeah. it because it'll be on my TV, and you know, I have no life. But it's not exactly uh, something to look forward to. I would say. However, speaking of, uh, in some cases, giant uh, boondoggle films with effects, we have another question. This one comes from Matt Anderson, who asks, "What is your favorite VFX winner?" From uh, 2010, which was Inception, to 2019, which is 1917. So, the last uh, decade's worth of nominees. Though, like the Oscar winner, or just in, in any movie? So he says winner. So I'm going to go with the winners. Though we could also briefly mention if you prefer a nominee or if something else brings to mind. Okay. Uh, 2010 was Inception. It beat Alice in Wonderland. No, thank you. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, no thank you. Hereafter, very much no thank you. Iron Man 2, no thank you. So even if you... I think everyone sort of likes Inception as a visual effects winner, yeah. but even if you didn't, I think it's still the clear cut. Incep- Inception rules. Yeah, yeah, no, Inception all the way out of... Especially out of those. It's no contest. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So so far, Inception in the lead. Uh, next year we had Hugo. No, no major issue there. Uh, Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part Two. Meh. Mm-hmm. Real Steel. We can all pause for a minute. And remember that Real Steel <laughs> was an Oscar nominee. That exists. Mm. It does exist. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> There's your winner. And Transformers: Dark of the Moon, which can go fuck itself. Um, so yeah, it was Hugo or Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's that's the director's cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's what Michael Bay just sort of does on screen. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, Dark side yeah. of the moon, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's oh, what he thinks of his audience. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah. it's 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 Apes. Apes is so good. Like that whole I mean, series would that was be the winners. Yeah, that year. was the year to, to st- if they didn't do it then. It makes sense yeah, why they never yeah, did it. They're never going to do it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But so, no, that's a shame. I think some of the best motion capture that's ever been in a film is in those three apes movies. Like yeah. the work that Andy Serkis and the visual effects team are doing is just borderline revolutionary, I think. But yeah. that said, I do love Hugo quite a bit. I actually rewatched yeah. it recently and it totally holds up. Yeah. We'll get yeah, to the. I haven't the, seen uh, Hugo in years. Yeah. I don't think I've rewatched it since, since that year. Um, we'll get to the other apes movies throughout this list, but it is interesting what they end up losing too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that I wish I loved them a little more than I do. Like, I like them. I think they're all three, like, watchable movies. I think, honestly, the first one might be my favorite. Just because I have this weird thing. It's Rise. It's, yeah, so. And then Dawn, and then War. war. Which yeah. all the all the titles are out of place, and it, that always pisses me off. Like, Well, well the thing the thing is... I, I I understand that the subsequent sequels are are better movies, you know they're better constructed. Mm-hmm. Matt Reeves is a better filmmaker, you know they their beats are all better, as opposed to uh, Rise, which is a good movie but is slightly anonymous. But the thing is, I, I found that when I watched the other two, the apes just communicating with each other, my brain somehow always knows it's ones and zeros. Like I don't lose myself in the story. So I just find myself appreciating like, wow, this is a crazy technical achievement yeah. as opposed to like the emotion of Caesar. And I know that's like their goal is to make you forget. And for yeah, some no. reason I don't. But at the same time, I have no problem, you know, with almost any other CGI creation, like buying into them. Like Baby Yoda charms me and I know it's not real. But I feel for Baby But Yoda. that's also animatronic, isn't it? For the most part. There's some CGI yeah. there. But it's just there's an example CGI. of like, you know, I know the things that are not real can still like make me happy or sad. It's just a weird like one off. I don't know, every- man. I just I just fall into it because of the performance from Circus and all the other, you know, mocap actors. And it's the the sec- the first one. I agree with you, Joey. Like, I'm a little bit like that. But because like he's in like human clothes for most of the film and it's weird um but then like the beginning of the second film which is uh, like a silent movie yeah no that is the best that's the the whole part where yes that that, i liked yeah that whole bit just makes me fall in line and and buy and you buy into it immediately and then when you go to war that it sort of does a similar thing there too um and that has an opening where like i'm already sobbing uh so i mean they're they're really good movies i and and makes me very hopeful for matt reed's batman stuff um Mm -hmm. because i just think he himself like the first film is very good but 
you know, Reeves elevates it with emotion and, and characters and everything and makes you buy into it more. And plus the technology advanced over those couple right. of years yes. and everything. And it makes it more clearer and crisper and and it doesn't you don't feel that sort of doubt, I think, once you get to the later installments as you do the first. It's really an underrated trilogy, though. It's it's amazing. It, people so not many people have seen it. You know, when you talk general audience, if you ask who's, yeah. who's seen a, a Marvel film, nine out of ten people have. But the apes movies seem to be under the radar for a lot of people. And I think it's a shame because they're technically yeah, they're and I thought and, and uh, cinematically just tremendous. They are quiet blockbusters. I remember when they came out and or the first one was coming out and Peter Travers did um, his like most anticipated of the summer and like 10 he's not anticipating. And one of them was Rise of the Planet. He's like, do we have to have another one of these things? Didn't Tim Burton already destroy this whole thing? And then he gave it like three and a half out of four. And I think it was like in his top 10 of the year. So it, it goes to show you, like, if you actually like watch these movies, they're they're some of the best blockbusters we've had in the decade. Did you like the Tim Burton film? No. Despise no. It? <laughs> no. That's such a bad movie, Steve. <laughs> I I didn't mind it at least back then. I'd like to revisit, but I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Tim Burton walking fan. Walking out and thinking this is pretty good, and then I, and the the uh, the response online was just atrocious. The the I, twist is so the twist stupid. is so. Here's what I'll here's what I'll say about the twist. Then we'll go to 2012. Um, okay. So I saw it the week. Or the week after it came out, I forget. So whatever the appropriate age is, I am. I'm in the Hamptons with my friend who had like a house there. So it's like, for some reason, that was what we did. That we went like into the town to go Ooh. watch it. And Mr. Bougie. No, like it, it was. It was. It was actually. <laughs> now you think back, it's funny. Like the Hamptons used to be like this middle class like vacation yeah. spot. So yeah, there's these houses that are still like that. So they his family had had that, but around it they start to build up these giant properties. So, like, there was a kid yeah, across no, the I street we go play with. You know, like, I forget his name. It doesn't matter. But, like, you'd walk mm-hmm. down this, like, giant driveway into this house that's nicer than, you know, most houses I've ever seen before. But that's, like, mm-hmm. the summer place they just bounce to for a couple weeks out of a year. Mm-hmm. You're too young to care. Mm-hmm. Like, now, I was like, I should have just burnt that house down. Um no, then you're just like, <laughs> or you hey, just like, of course, staked your claim and never left. You True. Know, I, mean, I should have waited for them to leave and be like, I got, like, six months here. Because um, they had, like, a maid. It was crazy. But I remember we went yeah. to go see uh, this. We went to go see, I think, Doctor Doolittle another time, also. So, oh, um, what a great movie! Yeah, not not great either. But I remember at the no, end no, of the no, movie, sarcasm. you kind of feel like you'd watched something because when you're that when you're a kid, when you're like preteen or just a teenager, like for the most part, a big like popcorn movie is entertaining because it's it's stupid and fun, and you're just like you get into it. But I remember afterwards we started discussing the twist because we were you know you all thought like oh they're gonna make another one and it's gonna be fucking Marky Mark hanging around. With like President Ape trying to trying to like get back to where he is, <laughs> and that sounded cool. But as you talked it out, you realize like, what are they? How are they ever gonna do? Like, there's no like time machine yeah. hanging around like Ape version of Washington D.C. Like, you President even as a kid, Ape, you start to break it down and go like, nope, this isn't gonna work. Well, think about it. Wait, if there's an Ape Abe Lincoln in that universe, there's definitely an Ape like George W. Bush, Bill Clinton. Yeah, I want Ape Cheney. List. Like, you know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ape Cheney. Ape Cheney. Okay, Joey, we I've just got to, Joey, I've just got to throw in one quick little little rejoinder there, because I saw this movie at the age where you're just, you're, you're young, you're going to see a movie. Every You'll see movie's anything. Good. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. It's all great. Um, this was the first movie I saw in theaters where I realized movies could be bad. 
<laughs> this was the one where I was like, just it's just so much like screaming and noise and Marky Mark's terrible and the whole thing's terrible. Yeah, that's that's not a good movie. That's so it not was, an entertaining movie. That's it was not, it's not even turn your brain off movie. It's just yeah. Awful. And I grew up watching Wild Wild West, Probably. which is a movie I can redeem. And this movie, I can't. It's this is not. I first Batman movie I ever saw was Batman and Robin. Yeah, like that movie, and that movie is like ridiculously fun. Like still to this day, like it is a wonderful drinking game. Every time Schwarzenegger does a cliche, and you're like drunk within first five minutes. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know. I was 14, so I guess I wasn't bitter yet. (laughs) I was 11, so you have no excuse now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got there. Uh, 2012. Life of Pi wins. I, I don't care for the movie, but visual effects wise, hard to hard to argue. Though I, I gotta say, so like Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, no. Uh, just on 120 frames per second, it can fuck off. Um, yeah. The Avengers, which I gotta say, might have been my vote, just because of the achievement of getting them all on the screen together. Uh, I don't know, it's so plastic nowadays. It is. It definitely doesn't hold up. But at the time, you're like, this is like. The epitome yeah. of what like popcorn cinema should do, like yeah. all these characters, like it, it at the time it executed well. But no. same with the apes, when you lose the first time, it kind of the voters start to look at you as like a filler nominee. I think Marvel sort of had mm-hmm. that issue now, which we'll get to yeah, in the right. next couple of years. So there was those three: Prometheus, solid effects. I would. Get- I might have voted for Prometheus actually. Yeah, Prometheus like, is baller. Like mm-hmm. people, people talk. You know, they jab about the plot and everything, but visually, that movie is stunning. Like, yeah, you I think put it's that thing on. Absolutely looks gorgeous. Yeah, sorry, boss. You no. you uh, you you put that thing on mute, and it is a beautiful silent film. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably plays mm-hmm. better that way too, because you don't react as much to wow, they're idiots. Oh, I like this. I like I like Prometheus. So I like that. So overall. okay, I so I loved it the first time I saw it. I remember when the trailers are coming out, super hyped up. I show my girlfriend at the time. She's hyped up. She's like, don't show me another trailer. I want to see this movie. We're all excited. We we buy tickets for like opening night. Go see it in IMAX. Everything's all set up. Go watch Safety Not Guaranteed first because, you know, I'm me. And that's my You're like, anyway. you want to see the next cinematic genius that is Colin Trevorrow. I love, I, for sure. I love Safety Not Guaranteed. So you will not <laughs> slander that film. Um, <laughs> speaking of, Aubrey Plaza interview coming soon to Awards Radar. Um, so go to watch Prometheus. We watch it. It's over. We seem into it. You know, everyone, we seem excited. Like, we, like I really like that. Me too. We go out. We start to eat, like, dinner. And as we're eating, I think we get, like, sushi or something. We start to talk more about the movie. And I start to realize, like, wait, hang on. They just walked around the circle and got lost. <laughs> and they're, like, genius scientists, right? And she's like, well, yeah. The, the map guy got lost. That's the ridiculous yeah. part. <laughs> and, then they, and then these, like genius scientists see an alien like and they want to touch and it. go let's touch it let's take our mask let's it. take our, our face thing off and like look at it like and even smile if, at it yeah beyond beyond some of the other stuff but like then i then i started picking at it more and it, it bothered me i still think mm-hmm. the it's a good movie overall it just yeah. the things we wanted it to do i don't think it ever had interest in doing but then again we saw alien covenant not, yeah. and it didn't it did more of those things, but you can tell it's the things that you think you're going to an alien movie for are not what Ridley Scott wants to do anymore, which is fine. But no, when you I, then tack it in, it, it it doesn't work as well. I like Covenant. It's fine. I, I, I it was a misfire for me. It was a misfire. 
I do like yeah, the uh, alien stuff. I just wanted that. I'll movie. take. I'll take. I'll take Prometheus and Covenant over Aliens any day of the week. So wow, oh, wow. well, Joey, that is a hot take. Joey knows I don't like the person that's behind me. Yeah, he's not a James Cameron fan. But all right, but so we, we're leaving out the fifth nominee from 2012, Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Oh, of uh, yeah, we gotta go give that all the Oscars right now. Best picture, we'll steal it away from Margot. Give it to that thing for sure. Nah. I kind of like Snow White and the Huntsman. It's not. It's actually the of the of the two Snow White movies that came out that year. It's actually the yes. The, it's better than Mirror Mirror. One. Yeah, which remember maybe let's thing. use maybe it's let's use the term least uh, bad rather than best. <laughs> so no, it's no, it's better than the sequel too. It um, uh, so I don't doubt it. Inter- yeah. So um, sports wise, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, you wouldn't believe it, but has a very important place in my heart because. Opening night of Snow White and the Huntsman, had I gone to it, which I wanted to. So I, uh, this was prior to press screenings. So I would go on, you know, go on Friday, watch the movie, write it yeah. up. It would go up on, on award circuit or even Oscar. It would go back on the day on like, you know, Monday or Tuesday or whatnot. Wanted to go see it. And this is one of those like miscommunications you'd have with a significant other where you said, oh, we should go do this. And they would be like, yeah, maybe. And to them, that was, yeah, that sounds like an idea, but we're probably not going to do that. But to me, it was, okay, you said maybe. We would have said no if you meant no. <laughs> so, you know, like Friday afternoon, I'm like, so when are we going? She's like, I don't want to go. I'm like, but you said you wanted to go. And, you know, we have that argument. So that's, you know, sitting in an apartment mad, nothing to do now. I borrow her computer. I'm like, I like to, like, break the ice. I'm like, can I look at your computer? She's like, fine. I open up. I pull up ESPN. And I see that the Mets are beating the Cardinals, like, 8 nothing or something like that. And I click on, you know, the game cast. And I notice that Johan Santana hasn't given up a hit. And I'm like, can I put on the Mets? And she's like, fine. And we watch the Mets throw their first ever no-hitter, which I would have missed if I had gone to see fucking Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm. So I always think of that movie. I'm like, I'm glad I waited a day to see that very forgettable film. Because <laughs> I would have seen something, <laughs> wouldn't have seen the like thing that I will history. remember. Yeah. Like I will, when I die, even though I will never die, um, I will think of that as like <laughs> one of my favorite sports moments. I will never think of Snow White and the Huntsman again. Oddly, I think more about the fact that she got in trouble for like making out with the director than anything in the film itself. Hmm. All right, next year. Anyway, twenty thirteen, Gravity wins. I feel like we're all going to be fond of Gravity. It's hard to argue against Gravity. Gravity is yeah. such a. I mean, Where are the nominees though? Yeah, well, especially when you see the other four: The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Um, again, Smaug. fuck this movie. Um, Iron Man My three. Favorite of the trilogy. I mean, I hate the. We know I hate those movies. Yeah. Um, Iron yeah, Man yeah, three, yeah. which is fine, but Bad. you know, yeah, an out an outlier in in the yeah. Iron Man like look. Uh, Lone Ranger, which is terrible. Yeah. And Star Trek in the Darkness, which is disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I think Gravity. So takes not only did Gravity vast, deserve to yeah. win, it kind of had no choice. I, I guess. Yeah. Where's the guess? <laughs> yeah. There's. There's. You love the Lone Ranger. <laughs> I I wish I knew what. Like what's yeah the you know movie? I I love me I love me that train sequence with the Lone Ranger Star Trek uh, in the Darkness is probably the number two right I would say got, so I would even though it, would, well, even though the first I one would was hope two. so because there's nothing that even has a precedent like you know they they didn't go for Unexpected Journey so they weren't gonna go for Smaug they didn't go for Iron Man so they weren't gonna go or Iron Man two so they weren't gonna go for 
Spider-Man three. And they never Rangers went for any terrible. of the pirates movies. Yeah, like they so, they kind of they were so, they so go relieved. For style. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Gravity probably. So Gravity versus Inception, I'd say right now for best of the lot. The next year, sure. In- Interstellar, love that. Probably mm-hmm. my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, other four, you had Winter Soldier. Solid one, but also like not anything that maybe yeah, I think it's not like, anything special. Yeah, they don't have a standout VFX sequence. It's just well done VFX. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. A lot of, a lot of good hand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. I was just about to say, Guardians better have gotten nominated if Winter Soldier did that. Yeah. yeah. And X Men Days of Future Past. That's actually pretty good. So one too. Okay. I mean, you know what? I'm, that's I'm a good be, year. That is a good year. I'm going to be a little contrarian here. I'm going to say I vote Guardians of the Galaxy out of that group. Not necessarily for, like, on a technical level looking the best, but for having the most sheer creativity to it. And just, it's so colorful and everything pops. And I don't know, there's more imagination there. Whereas stuff like Interstellar or even Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which look phenomenal, are much more sort of grounded and just trying to replicate things that already exist to a certain extent. Which is sort of all, what they give the award to, um, traditionally. Yeah. Which, with all that said, Miles, uh, I'm my my winner so far is Interstellar because that movie is impeccably beautiful. And, oh, no um, doubt, no doubt whatsoever. And, it looks amazing. Um, and I rewatched it recently during the quarantine again because um, on my other podcasts, uh, my co-hosts none of them like Interstellar, and you know we were it was right around when Tenant was coming out, and I wanted to rewatch some Nolans, and I rewatched that one. And I was like, God, beyond like the story, which I I've, I connect more and more and more each time. Maybe it's just because of that Texas thing in McConaughey. Um, but like, I just am blown away by those visuals every single time. So. Yeah, no, it, I, is, it is top tier Nolan when it comes to visual effects. No doubt. Oh, yeah. I still like to, his imagination and how he's showing everything. I love it. I still have to revisit it. I'm still terrified yeah. to watch it a second time that I won't love it as much as I did the first time. I think I think you might like it. I think it's a movie that the older you get, if you liked it, you'll love it. And if the older you get, if you didn't like it, you're not going to fall in love with it. I suspect. I just haven't committed the time to be like, I'm going to sit here and seriously watch this again to make sure I love it still. Because it's not a yeah, like, soft watch. It's not a priority for you, though. Yeah. You know? It's also just not like yeah. a like a very... It's, it's, like, it's a long movie. It's a I long mean, movie. I'm fine with a long movie, but I it's, a, it's not a like, have your phone out you know, stop because I want to get an article up kind of thing. I got to like want to watch yeah. that movie from beginning to end. I get um, you. I get the next year, Ex Machina wins. Nice. Outlier. Wonderful win. You know, interesting. Uh, no argument, potentially. The other four nominees. Mad Max Fury Road. How did, yeah, I still don't know how Ex Machina beat Mad Max Fury Road, given everything it won that night. Well, that's what surprises me. They clearly loved it across the board in most other categories. So for it to lose this one is kind of, especially to a smaller film like Ex Machina. But Ex Machina's visual effects, I'll give them credit. Those are are two great ones right there. They're great visual effects. And it was a good example of um, taking a film that probably would never win, campaigning it the right way, getting that screenplay nomination. Also, the thing about it was... They they campaigned on look what we did on a budget, and yeah. that doesn't always work. Right. But it did in that case of being like, look what we did. You know, this movie is 
I don't remember what it cost, but it definitely didn't cost. Um, it wasn't that much. Yeah, yeah I mean, like Mad Max Fury Road. It's peanuts compared to Mad Max. X Machina yeah, was fifteen just, million dollars. That's impressive. So yeah, and Fury Mad Max Road what, like hundred. Fury Road, something. whatever it costs, you have to almost double it because they the reshoots. And yeah, they claim it cost one hundred fifty to one hundred eighty-five million dollars. Plus, however no. much they went over. No, no, no. Yeah, that movie. That movie might have been that a three hundred dollars. Expensive. Movie. Yeah, giant movies. You have to almost add fifty to one hundred million dollars onto because they never tell you the exact amount. Because what is, what was it that was the most expensive movie ever made? Was it like Pirates Four or something like that? It was some random. Yeah, yeah, it's Pirate. It's Pirates Four, which looks the cheapest out of the five of them. So yeah, good figure. But they. Well, they, I think that, they, I think they now claim the, it costs most... three hundred, which means it costs like almost five hundred. Yeah, and I think I think now, what a lot of people are saying is that the Ju- Justice League isn't the most expensive because you had, you had the original budget, then you had the reshoots with with Weed, and now you've had all this money that they're putting into it, plus like two marketing campaigns and everything. Like, oh yeah, got to be three hundred, four hundred million dollars oh, yeah. in total for that for that mess. You know? Well, and not only that, it's probably cost then, more than they originally let out that it was when it came out the first time yeah. so. and then like and then like contracts you know and like pay everyone you know oh, to pay the, all yeah, the talent I'm, I'm sure and to get them back now with gal you know being more successful after well she's, all not, the Wonder Wonder it, Mr. she's not back for the reshoots it seems oh well still to get momoa to come back probably yeah i think too, i right? think like, affleck momoa, he's made a billion dollar movie since and one it's only i think some of them are back but yeah no if they say it costs 300 yeah. add the 70 million now add whatever else you had to do yeah it could be it's very possible but it's yeah a, so fury yeah, road is is in that lineup the martian which i love is in that lineup and yeah. um and very much fits what they normally would have given the award to i think you would have seen that in a different year like get it as it's one yeah. win because uh, it's well done. It's realistic. It was fun. They, they really liked the movie. Um, you had the Revenant, which yeah, yeah, I mean, sense. sure. The bear. bear, the bear the looked bear. good, but um, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we looked at what missed that year, what was the Marvel movie that missed? I probably would have been like, you could have dropped the Revenant, but whatever. And force awakens, which fine, solid, oh, you man. know, I'm a surprised that force awakens didn't win that feels to me like something they more classically goes towards especially yeah, they when didn't. it was the they I, I can see them not doing any either of the sequels but just because this was the first time it was felt really back in a big important yeah. way since the prequels i mean they gave it um was it three or four nominations they they liked mm-hmm. it but it almost felt like they were kind of cajoled into liking it um i don't know it how much made a, i think it would i think it would have made a lineup of 10 though joe like yeah, probably. Made it. But I think that was also because of the wave of it popping up at the end. Yeah. Like, um, I wasn't in the Critics' but, Choice Association yet. God, that's, that's, but didn't they? Yeah, didn't they? That whole decision. They sent a ballot out of whether and, to and add another. Yeah. And did they? I don't remember if they did. Um, yeah, they did. They added it in as the eleventh like nominee at like the eleventh hour. Yeah, or I mean, something that's like fine. that. I mean, you know, whatever. But yeah, it got. It was yeah. Super five dumb. Oscar yeah. nominations. So, yeah, five nominations for, and they liked it because they gave it an editing nomination. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. What's the so is it was uh, editing score, both sounds and visual effects. That sounds right, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, what was the balance for Fury Road for practical effects versus CGI? There Largely was a lot practical. of practical effects, but I mean, then there are shots in that film like 
the end where all the cars come together and sort of break and then like the wheel goes right into the camera or like the storm itself you know and that mm-hmm. sort of uh, storm sequence in there that they sort of had to add in there i mean like there's no way that they could create the thunder and lightning for some of that shit you know so yeah um i mean there's a, there's a good balance yeah there is a surprisingly large amount of guy on something dangling while a car hits another car that stuff they did but the uh the the surrounding like environment a lot of that was was cgi um speaking of the next year the jungle book wins which i think has sort of become like at the time everybody went wild over those effects and i think at the time now has become a little divisive just in the sense of if you make a movie just like that did you make an animated film you know how much of this is cgi in place of actually telling a story all that stuff which we can get into another time but you know at the time everyone was was thrilled that favreau did this and it was you know from the moment it came out was winning this award like it was a april release like you you knocked that one out like pretty quick and if you look at what got nominated and now it's now now the technology is all in the hands of barry jacobs that's which could which 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 was mind could go amazingly but keep in mind would not be the first time that an amazing like smaller scale director has not handled big budgets well so i'm hopeful that's not the case also yeah i mean my my whole problem is is that he is so great with human emotion and displaying that to give him the most lifeless project uh sequel from a project i've seen in recent memory um i mean if he can if he can pull it off guys then he's he might be one of the greatest directors of all time i mean well, he's just about he's, to say that's the challenge isn't it maybe yeah. he's the guy for the job because they know the faces are so lifeless it's like we need someone who can come in here and help us with this it's true but it's but the look of those of those animals isn't the problem it's the 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 (laughs) it's the mouths and the way that they did all the talking and everything is Mm. the problem if they had like if they didn't make them also look so damn real like if they made them look like they did in the jungle book probably would have been fine you know what i mean if they talked like they did in that it just looks like like the computer was like freezing and they're like yeah you know what we'll do that and uh, i mean so i see and either way, you know, he's obviously in part making this because his next movie is a yes now, you know, so I get it. Like, you never begrudge him. Well, doing it. I mean, he already did have a yes. He I mean, he has the television show he's doing with yeah. Amazon and then like the sort of um, what is it like the dancing, the dancer film that he's a biopic that he's doing um he he has most of that greenlit yeah, so and I, think, I, it's yeah, like, I think this is it's for like the project after that. yeah exactly this you know has I mean? he has a bigger already project like three in projects mind. deep you know? he has a bigger project in mind that's a no right now on budget that's a yes once yeah. he makes has to be. so yeah he's got liking too yeah he's got to have like i'm thinking like it's an 80 90 million dollar sort of budget idea that they're saying maybe no, and he's like, i mean listen this I'm, I'm happy to watch it but you know we'll see yeah. I think you'd be better off with no mouth movement rather than what they had and just have the old fashioned 1980s, 1990s voiceover over a yeah. moving animal. Well, the, the homeward bound approach. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All the animals are yeah. telepathic. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate that. I would like no, that I don't either. versus how the mouths look currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. distracting. 
or just yeah. go back to what they did with Jungle Book. It was better. Yeah. It was better there. You know what I mean? It worked there. I mean, I, I mean, bought that that was Bill Murray as a bear. Yeah, rather yeah. than you know, you know. So, well, I don't the, know. yeah, it's it's for Barry Jenkins to figure out, not us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel bad for. I yeah. feel bad for that man. He's gonna he's gonna sip through that. He's, he has to deal with Disney all, now. He's doing all right. He um, he was doing all right before. He'll do all right plenty after. Yeah. So, so the other nominees that year: Deepwater Horizon. Um, n- no, fine, but whatever. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yes, I don't mind Doctor Strange. Like it's good, people, it's good effects, oh, I love Doctor but Strange. It, but yeah. I mean, the key effect I saw in in Inception already, like folding. Yeah, the, the I, city, I so. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it's yeah. that's a solid nominee. It's um, Kubo, Kubo and the Two Strings, which was mm-hmm. a cool nomination. Let's that's be real, a was really cool nomination. Was never gonna win. Nope. But cool that it got in, and Rogue One. Eh, Rogue One. Yeah. Boy. So yeah, nothing even Rogue nothing one. even challenged Jungle Book. So that I think Still, Jungle Book can can go into the tier with the uh, Interstellar, Inception, and Gravity, Life Pi. But um, you know, it, it it won because it deserved to, but it also had competition that was not going to beat it. So yeah, um, it'd be Machina and Interstellar at this yeah. point. Yeah, interesting lineup the next year. Blade Runner twenty forty nine wins. That might be it for me. I still think mm. that's one of the most visually beautiful films ever made. Yeah, it is. It yeah. Is. So I, I I like it a lot. Not sure how it puts up against some of the other ones. We'll get to that in a minute. It beat wait, Gar- wait, Joey. What? Wait, oh. Does if I'm not mistaken, Arrival wasn't nominated. Arrival was not nominated. That Jesus blows Christ. my mind. Jesus yep. Christ. It missed what is wrong for uh for visual effects and it missed for uh actress the two notable ones yeah Yeah, that's that's crazy i always forget i always forget that about visual effects i I mean it's it's known about amy adams but like the visual effects one is just as bad yeah that movie is and to preface we're talking about the year before when jungle book won um yes yeah Yeah, exactly for it not even to be nominated that's crazy yeah and and it's the best picture nominee i mean that's the other part I, i i i like it I understand why it missed. I find it kind of amusing that it missed probably because Kubo slipped in. So, yeah, probably. you know, that, Possibly, that campaign, yeah. that campaign to get Kubo in was at the expense of not Deepwater Horizon, right. not Doctor Strange. We would have been like, listen, not every Marvel has to get in, but at the, you know, best picture nominee of the group. So that's a that's an interesting thing. So the 2017 competitors for Blade Runner, which I mean, at the time. I don't think it was seen as a slam dunk win. It was a likely win, but it went up against mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing. It is. Yeah, it is what it is. There. Exactly. <laughs> um, then it goes up against Kong Skull Island. Meh. Meh. I mean, I mean, Kong is very nicely realized, but you know, yeah. everything else is kind of whatever. Um, the Last Jedi. Wow, silence. <laughs> uh, listen, I like the movie a lot. It's got good effects. It's it's also probably the least reliant on effects of the franchise. There's a well, lot I, of. I think I think I missed when you said what it was. That might oh the last the last oh I'm sorry the Last Jedi. Oh no no God the last Jedi really? looks great no it's great that whole. Oh no! The, the one of the key 
parts of that film is when Laura Dern, you know, goes into, you know, like destroys the ships and everything. Yeah, that no, effect great. alone. No, what I'm I saying mean, is it's the least reliant on effects to tell its story since probably the original, just because I a guess lot so. of the scenes are, are Ray and, and Luke, which are not CGI heavy. So that's, yeah, I think, but, what, it, what, but it also has, yeah, I guess also, I guess you're right. But then it also has to use that sort of, I guess it's more of a directing yeah. sort of flair when, when they're going back and forth in an editing thing, when they're doing the sort of forced connectivity. Yeah. yeah so, that's not I, a, I guess, not a but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm just oh. saying, like, it, it, the movie is good enough and unique enough that um, if there was more, yeah. it probably would have been number two in the lineup, as opposed to, I would say, it was I have three. to see, I would have to see, like, I'd have to see, like, their showcase. Yeah. You know, for, I mean, yeah, that's another story. Really have to, but yeah, Blade yeah. Runner, and then the, the fifth nominee was War for the Planet of the Apes. So that seemed like, man, that's well, tough. That yeah. is a, that's a pretty stacked. That's year, a solid actually. three. That's a yeah, very no, solid three. Uh, the fifth yeah. is Kong, and and Kong is a totally acceptable VFX nominee. Yeah, I mean, I would be curious to see if I could remember what missed. Like The Shape of Water won that year, but we don't. That's not a VFX movie. Um, Dunkirk. I mean, isn't it though? Dunkirk. I mean, Dunkirk's I certainly somewhat, would. Yeah. Been fine with Dunkirk getting in. Um, fine else? with getting. <laughs> I love Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk, but I. Oh, it's fine if one of the most beautiful films of the decade doesn't get it. Yeah, but how much of and it has great, I, I would it have has to look great at the effects. VFX. I would have to look at how much of it was VFX, how much of it was practical. Um, mm. I'm trying. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm just well. giving it a once over to see. Like, but practical, practical plays into that. Yeah, but they know? don't. So they don't play into that. I know they don't think that way, but for me, it it does. So, I mean, tr- trust me, they should think of it gotta, more. Same, same I also way think that, like, I also uh, think animated. the idea of practical effects like dominating your film nowadays like I find that to be utter horseshit. So, um, like no when no one goes out there and says yeah we did this with all blah 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 blah, blah it's like no nah, dude I, I come on you you use special effects you're just trying to make purists sound like really good like we're making yeah. movies of old like there's and I mean, no considering the no only way. other two things I see on the list of things that were nominated that missed. So Dunkirk, sure. I, I mean, I would put it above Kong and um, Beauty and the Beast, which I would not, as much as it does look very nice. Uh, we, we, we had our Beauty and the Beast discussion already. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. First Man Wins. Very pleased there. Mm. It beats. Something, I think there's something in that lineup that I like more. I'm sure there is. We'll get that in a second. There's Infinity War. <laughs> Okay. Infinity War, good, but also you know we've established that Marvel doesn't win. So, yeah. Um, Christopher, it's also an oversaturated like film too. So, I mean, yeah, but most is is best for them a lot of times. Um, we have Christopher Robin. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Maybe I'm regretting my statement earlier about First Man. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Ready Player One. Christopher Robin got. Okay. Go back. No, let's let's go. Really? Let's go back to Christopher Robin. Let's go back to Christopher. Robin. No, let's. No, not. no, oh, we're moving God. on. You said Ready Player One, bad movie yeah. too. All right, let's yeah. move on. I like okay. Ready Player One and Solo. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's I like, kind of a. Yeah. I give it to Infinity War that year. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, I give that to First Man. That's some good stuff. That's, I. Yeah. First I am man, looking first up man, the that's short a, list. To see what Christopher Robin got in over. 
I mean, Christopher uh, Robin getting nominated is baffling to me. That is. Oh, by the way, I can tell you the year before. Same. So when we were just talking about the year before, the other nominees that didn't get in, so the five that missed mm-hmm. from the ten shortlist: Alien Covenant, mm-hmm. Dunkirk. That's a good looking movie. Yeah, Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Oakja. Yeah. Okay. The Shape yeah. of Water. Yeah. yeah. And can anyone guess what the other one is that made the shortlist but missed? Oh, it's probably like a Transformers thing or. No, but it's similarly crazy and busy. <sighs> what it's... is it? Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. In the City of. So it's... Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'll give, that... I'll give that movie a lot of credit. That is a gorgeous looking movie that has just zero a mumble sense. yeah it just has a mumble sense of what it's trying to do yes you know I mean? all right so this year 2019 nominees like we said infinity war christopher robin first man ready player one solo you guys are not fans of most of the lineup it seems i i'm i was still always surprised even though like the the it was a weak link of the series but i, I you know it was the best picture nominee i was always surprised black panther still just didn't squeak it in well it's one even of the five that missed even though i know that the special effects aren't anything great um yeah. like the like the casino bet alone i think isn't as bad as anything in the ending fair well here's the thing it missed the other four that missed it did ant-man the wasp yeah Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, God. Ooh, okay. I love, I Welcome to Morrowind. Welcome. Uh, well, there's your winner there, oh, folks. Geez. Welcome to Morrowind. Bobby Zemeckis. Right there. Uh, Ready Player One looks great, but it's attached to a meh movie. It's uh, Yes, that is the, the thing. Dope. Ready Player One, I think, visually is one of the most interesting movies that year. I like the movie a lot. A lot of it is that I love the book. So I was like, they executed this reasonably well. And when they made changes, it was to make a movie version of what was a book version. So I I was fine with it. But no, I at first man was the best of that that lineup just because it was the most grounded. Yeah, definitely. That shining sequence, though, I will say I'm not a fan of the overall movie, but the shining sequence is really good the highs are the best in show yeah the highs are high there the lows are but there's so many lows for me i mean i i i saw why some of them existed like i know the the car race is divisive like some people love it some people like why is there a car chase and car race in this movie but i kind of got that that you can't do that in a book like it's just not a a yeah and the book so i don't know if any of you read ready player one no um but the, I started and I couldn't finish it. Yeah, some people love the book, some people hate it. Like it's it's just the writing style you have to be okay with. Um, it's written kind of as if a yeah. teenager wrote it. It feels like, but um, yeah, the first maybe that's um, the point. It could be. I think that's the charm of it. And if you're not in the mood for that, I read it in like sitting around when I was supposed to be substitute teaching. Um, <laughs> my my wife read it. I remember she finally she read it because I was like I can't do this book, and she read it all the way through. And then we watched the movie, and she's like, Oh, they've changed a lot. Yeah, because the I first, the don't first like, like this movie. clue, <laughs> you know, I mean? you know, in the movie, the first clue is because nobody ever wins the car race, and if you won the race, you get the first yeah. uh, clue. In the in the book, yeah, he discovers it by accident because you go to you go to school, so you put on your headset, and in the in the what is it, the Oculus? Is that what is it? 
Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 So it, in it, there, you can go to in school. the riff. The, you know? Yeah. Whatever the, they call it. The uh, yeah. You know, the uh, I was just making a joke. Yeah. 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 Whatever. The uh, you can go to school there. So you go to school, and it's on a school planet. You know that they designed like like all those like you know there's that like rave planet they go to in the movie. But you go to the, he goes to school and he just decides to go look around the school like planet and finds it in a cave there where you have to play like um, uh, an arcade game against like a wizard. It's very like cool in a book, but in a movie would be so one, he went to school, then he went into a cave, then he played like Zork against a wizard. All right. So I get why they made the changes. It's just, you know, yeah, it seems so. more ordinary. Yeah. Okay. And then last year. 1917 wins visual yeah. effects. Nope. I mean, I, I'm lukewarm on the movie. I like the movie, but I, you know, comparative to everyone else's praise. I think it's well done visual effects. Um, mm. I think there were better nominees. Uh, you had Endgame. I think the cinematography is great. I think the visual yeah, exactly. effects are really substandard. Actually, the one visual effect that stands out, the waterfall sequence is terrible. It actually yeah. kind of pulls you out right out of the, the magic of the movie. Yeah. That sequence is like, oh, shit, CGI or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So I it, don't, it I don't beat... know, Steve. I just, I just don't like that movie. So. Fair. I'm not going to criticize that. So beat Endgame. <laughs> Again, good effects, but that franchise. That's fine. Never wins. And unless they were going to do the hey, like. We got to see. Good. We got to we got to see um, Chris Evans as Joe Biden, and I think that that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so. I like it. Um, uh, there was there, you go. there was the Irishman, which yeah, that should have won. Yeah, that that's the thing. Won. Like, I don't think that's, it's it's that, necessary. that the effects they're doing probably deserve the award, even though it's not. But there the, yet. here's the, the the effects there serve the story the most. Yes, like it is without those effects. That it doesn't work, and there's one, <laughs> there's one time where the effects don't work, and it's not really the effects fault. It's just Robert De Niro's old body, yeah. Where like he's stopping on, yep. <laughs> on the yeah, grocery yeah, he's clerk, beating up the guy on the side. Yeah, and, and, only, and it's yeah, like exactly. it's, but that is a flaw. That, that is, is the one. That's the, the but that's the flaw in the choice of not doing a body double and making De Niro do it. But then there's also the more I've thought about that, why I do in the moment think it's funny. It's also like. It's also the point of all of this, and in the in the I think that the the choice to use this technology in the Irishman that way is to show that like you we all know these guys are old guys and that they're not young, um, and that and that's the point. It's like this profession really does take a toll on you the immediately when you enter it in. So, um, yeah, like it not winning anything last year. Uh, pissed me off alone but not winning this over 1917 that just especially after we, all we heard was how much money this cost how much money this cost how much money this cost and then we see it and it's great yeah i i never i will never understand that but haven't yeah. we gotten to the point where the visual effects are no longer you can do anything now so it, i yeah. think it's the way you blend it in with the film and if it anytime you see a flaw like the old young De Niro I think that is uh, a big knock against you when it comes to winning yeah, these awards that's possible that's true but Steve, Steve you mentioned the waterfall sequence nobody mentions that 
1917. They just were like, the trench run. It's got to be the trench. Like, that was the whole thing everybody talked about. Yeah. It's like, the trench, the trench. And it's like, uh, including Admiral that, Ackbar, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trench. It's a trench. Um, it's a trench. <laughs> um, but no, it, it like, True. Nobody dinged it because I don't think it was in the race long enough. It was it was such a late bloomer yeah. that it sort of swept in, but it really it people people were hypnotized by that film. It came in late, yeah. and it, and there was such a great story behind it, and uh, Deacons being yeah. there, it was too good to pass up on. Thank, but if you go back, people will, I think yeah. people will say, oh shit, it does have that flaw, and it, it stands out yeah. more. I think it stands out more in home when you can pause it and go, what the hell am I watching here? I thought this was one shot. Are you suggesting yeah, it's, revisiting it's a so movie? so gimmicky, too. Am I? I'm suggesting it. I'm not doing it. I... Well, I mean, I, I gave you homework, and you didn't do it. So I don't what think homework? you're in a position to be uh, telling people what to watch. Did what you, homework? Did you or did you not watch the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas porn parody? Oh, I, I didn't. <laughs> I got hung up on <laughs> Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Hmm. Literally. Porn mm. parody. Yeah, it's spelled mm. a little different, but it's... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he really does spread his cheer, though. Oh, what did I sign up for here? <laughs> this is insane. Well, we, we spoke a lot last week about Brawl and Cell Block 99, and oh, we were God. talking about Ron Howard, and it came up. Um, quickly, the other two nominees oh, that lost the line. Wait, wait, wait. Hold Go on, ahead. hold on. You just mentioned Cell Block 99 and Ron Howard. What do either of those have to do with <laughs> Those were our main two topics, and when we were talking about How the Grinch Stole Christmas, how creepy oh, it was. Oh, that's right. That's right. You were there. Why are you questioning I it? was there. I... Yeah, well, I, I forgot about the tangential thing. You're also Mom. the guy who who you're also the guy responsible for Donald Trump dildo conversation last week. So good, good you know Lord. what? I, I I regret nothing. To yeah. rope this wandering steer back on course, though, here's what I want to say about 1917 versus yeah. uh, the Irishman. For me, what I think puts 1917 above is because it's not as much about the special effects that you see. It's about the special effects you don't see. And I think there's a lot of really impressive <laughs> yeah. invisible effects work being done to sort of stitch everything together because obviously yeah. it's not all actually done in one shot. And yeah. obviously there'll be moments where the camera like goes past darkness for a second where there's an obvious hidden cut. But I think there's yeah. a lot of work that you're not even think about just going on behind the scenes just to make it all flow because that to me yeah. is getting to be some of the most impressive current visual effects is like how they'll just like cgi a window so that a certain time of day is outside so they can shoot and whatever it's yeah. little things in the background that help fill out the world that you don't even think about yes whereas with the irishman yeah. i think i mean you're I mean, always thinking i, I have it. my own i have my own complicated opinions about the irishman i don't think it totally works and i also think it's about two hours too long but i would make it a aside, one hour movie It'd make it a ninety-minute movie. It's three actually. and a half. It's three and a half hours long. That would not. That would still be feature length. No, man. Uh, but no. but but more to the point. Setting that aside, I also think that the the visual effects making them younger. They're really really close. They're better than anything comparable we've seen. But I still don't think they're quite there. And because mm. of that, I think that movie is going to age far worse than no. uh, something like nineteen seventeen, where the only real big money effect is the waterfall thing, which is just one brief moment in an otherwise very seamless movie. Whereas the I, Irishman, it's on their faces the entire movie. The Irishman I will say that, should have gone with say, the homeward bound yeah. approach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So no, I, I agree with what Miles said about like the effects you don't see. Though I really want a film. I want Kevin Smith's next movie to campaign for best visual effects by saying oh, it's the visual effects you don't see. We have 500 visual effects shots in this movie. Yeah, You just don't see I will any say, of them. 
I will say this, Miles, is that that whole like night sequence where he's that whole thing is shot. They I saw a a thing about it. Like they shot most of that night sequence where it's like really dark and all the the only thing you can see is like fire in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. That all was shot during the day. Mm-hmm. And like they just changed everything, and uh, so I do commend it there. But you know, uh, yeah. just, just yeah. quickly than, since we're than... we're starting to run long, the Lion King lost that year. Same issue with oh, the Jungle oh, Book, oh. but that's when I think people started to realize, like, oh, now it's it's creepy. Um, and Rise of Skywalker, where you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So of the ten winners, which is your favorite? And I will give you one more time. You have Inception, Hugo, Life of Pi, Gravity, Interstellar, Ex Machina, The Jungle Book, Blade Runner 2049, First Man, 1917. Interstellar. Same. Blade Runner. Yeah, I got to go with Blade Runner. For me, that mm-hmm. it sort of hits the sweet spot of being technically very proficient, but also creative in a large number of ways. So I think that went all the way. All yeah, right. that'd be my number two. Cool. All right. So the uh, third question from Ryan McDermott, <laughs> rule three. We have uh, now that you now that we know how you'd prefer to die, if given the chance to be reborn in any fictional universe, which would it be? So uh, Ryan, in case you don't know, I uh, I interviewed um, Kirsten Johnson about Dick Johnson is dead, mm. and in the middle, she asked me how I want to die. Because to some degree, that's what the movie is about, you know, controlling your death. And uh, my response was, well, I don't or um, orgy at 100 old. And uh, she was <laughs> she was delighted by that. Um, so I, I pitched it on uh, Miles and Steve and Max a couple weeks ago. So one, you're welcome to say how you want to die. And the- um, on on the day I turn 100 mm, stomped, stomped by the Dallas Cowboys um, wood chipper. Yeah. <laughs> put in a wood chipper by the dallas cowboys by jerry jones who somehow yeah. is still alive no he will he will die long before i instead I, of confetti um, the bionic body yeah and when he dies then we will win a super bowl that's that's my been my proclamation you're really, you're really putting your hopes on stephen jones then he's actually a, a he's a better man than jerry is i'll say that all right we're taking calls on wfan now uh 718 <laughs> <laughs> all right um, so yeah, so we're reborn in a fictional universe. Uh, Miles, which universe are you reborn in? I guess you're reborn as just a dude, though. So you're not reborn into the MCU as Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, like I'm not re- if I choose the Marvel universe, I don't get to be reborn as Iron Man or whatever. Okay, um, I'm probably gonna say the Star Wars universe because there just seems like limitless possibilities there. You can cool. really. You know, you can be a farmer and save the universe if you want to, or you can just be a janitor on the Death Star, you know. Yeah, so Miles, so Miles is reborn into the Star Wars universe. Unfortunately, he's reborn on Alderaan. Oh, oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turn 18 gets, the day it gets blown up. Oh, yes, yeah, I can like, finally leave. Yeah. Hey, what's that big moon thing? Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. That's no moon. <laughs> it's, it's a space station. Oh, great. I could do that all day. Just re- reborn, reborn, b- putting you back into Star Wars on a planet that's about to be destroyed. Um, all right, Steve, you're reborn. Um, I'd go television and I'd go with Doctor Who. All wibbly wobbly right. timey wimey. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, I think your chances of death are less. That's pretty good. 
Well, this regeneration, I don't know if that, that, that wouldn't work for me, but yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess, unless you become, I get no, you're not the doctor, so. Still, you know, still. All there's right, time Ryan. travel, there's a TARDIS, you can be anywhere, anytime, uh, yeah. any dimension, okay. so. All right, that's an added benefit. Ryan? Oh, God. Um, can I be in, like, a director's sort of universe and not, like, an actual, like, connective one? We get it. You want to be in the Debbie Does Dallas universe. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, in, like, a Wes Anderson sort of universe, if that makes sense. Because it's usually... Oh, that'd be the, fun. Usually people are, like, generally happy there, and and uh, we live in such a miserable world, so he's usually the one that finds optimism in, in his project. So I would say, like... I yeah. would say, like maybe we're Fantastic Mr. Fox, or or you know, Life Aquatic, or or even. So in Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox, are you going to be a human, or are you reborn as like a chipmunk? I'm gonna be the guy. I, I'm gonna be Petey playing the 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 sort of song and um in by the campfire, if that makes sense, or something like that. Something something simple. I'm, like, I'm homeless not be one in the of... Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> hey. Uh, there's no like it seems like in those movies there's no troubles and no cares and i would love to have that but yeah. wouldn't the lack I think of we those, all would like to have those that. troubles and cares be kind of wouldn't it wear you down after a while when there's no there's no high i mean just yeah, watching i wouldn't, these I wouldn't movies hey, wears me down let alone living in one i wouldn't be dead like miles on alderaan you know what i mean like you know, <laughs> i didn't nobody... choose that that got forced <laughs> upon me <laughs> Fine, you're uh, you you're you're Well here here's your here's your twist. You're in the Wes Anderson universe, but you're the Bill Murray character in every movie, so you're still depressed. <laughs> well he's not really depressed in uh in Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's True. just like annoyed with with um with uh George Clooney. Right, so. but nine times out of ten he tends to yeah. be the character who's like yeah. actively going through a 20 year long midlife crisis yeah. exactly no no i agree on that one yeah no for sure fine miles i'll, I'll fix or it. he's You're... super nice in in grand budapest yeah too you were you, know you were means. reborn yeah, you're reborn onto mon calamari but you don't know how to swim no i would think like miles is reborn into the cantina band and like he has to play that yes! stinking song it's like it's like that family guy joke right where it's like uh oh play that song again all right we'll do it again and like miles has, and it's like but it's the bane of his existence that like he has to continuously play that song over it could be miles rebo and over again as like hey, you guys want to you guys want to know something fun uh from wikipedia the name of that style of music is literally called jizz yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I condemn Miles to a somebody life of, created that a lifetime <laughs> of jizz. Um, lifetime I, of jizz. I as a, of jizz. As a kid, I had granted. A book, I had a book called Tales from the Most Eisley Cantina. Back when you know there was all those Star Wars books that weren't canon, and you could just like do your thing. Yeah. And there was a short story about one of the uh, one of the band guys you know on the day where um the guy gets his arm cut off it was i loved it i was just like oh this guy just like wakes up to like go to his like i'm a you know i'm like a, it's almost like inside lewin davis but in the cantina like i'm just like struggling to get by this could be my big break oh great this chaos of the place no one's gonna ever hear my music now fantastic so- so Joe, where would you where would what universe would you go into? Um I've decided that because Kevin you're Smith? you're you're no, because you're a regular dude, like you're not gonna be anything special in these things. So um yeah. I'm gonna go uh and just make the world slightly better. So I'm gonna be reborn into the West Wing. <laughs> so at least I get a liberal fantasy. I get a liberal fantasy, president Bartlett. 
I get uh, I get Mendoza on the Supreme Court. Seems pretty good. You know? That's fair. That's fair because there's you know, and then you're succeeded by a a, a Hispanic um, male president. Yeah, and, by uh, I'm by totally uh, okay with Santos, that. Jimmy Schmitz. Yeah, by Jimmy Schmitz. No, I like that universe. As long as yeah, you're in fine. real world, then you need to go pre-pandemic. You gotta. There you go. Yeah. I mean, President Bartlett and President Santos would have would have our back there. Yeah, that is sort of like a dream world. Yes, that doesn't exist. So I will give you that. That Woo. is very fair, Joey. Cool. Um, and then the other part of the question is filmaholic face-offs, which will be very similar to cinephile showdowns. Um, to you, Ryan, but we, uh, I decided to uh, mm-hmm. have Ryan submit under a different name. So you know, different site, different name. <laughs> but you'll notice okay. the theme very quickly. The first one is uh, swingers or brawl in cell block ninety nine. Swingers. Swingers swingers it's gotta be swingers yes yeah wedding crashers bit- or dodgeball wedding crashers i'm gonna say dodgeball Ooh. i'm gonna go with wedding crashers that's tough though that one was tough i think they're both fair so i'll say dodgeball just to have the tie um they're both fine i was a i was a 40 year old virgin they're, person they're fun movies of their era yeah yeah, yeah. um the Lost World, Jurassic Park, or The Cell? <laughs> the Cell. I'm going to say Lost World. I think it's super underrated. Mm, I'll go flip a coin. I'll, I'll say The Cell. Um, I'll say The Lost World. I also agree it's underrated. I like the tie also. I don't <laughs> the think The Cell is bad fit. either. The gymnastics, gymnastics aside, yeah, the yeah, gymnastics, gymnastics is aside, it's well, yeah. That's all yeah, I can think of is the stupid. gymnastics, and you're like, Ugh. it has one of the best like cut openings where like the lady like y- like uh, is screaming, and then it cuts to Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum like, yawning. yawning. Yeah, oh, that's so f- <laughs> that's so funny. I love like, that. I, I, I will admit every, that. And yeah, then that's the best part of that movie. And now I think we've all gathered these are Vince Vaughn movies. So thank you, Ryan, for uh, remembering our topic last week. The last one is fighting with. <laughs> um, I don't know if he did this right so one second fighting with my family yeah okay i wasn't sure if i was fighting yeah. with or fighting for but yeah fighting with my family or hacksaw ridge oh my god uh there's only one right uh, fighting with fighting with my f- well oh my god so the wwe who i hate vince mcmahon or mel gibson what do i pick fighting with my family is super uh, charming i like it so i'm picking that <laughs> i'll go with that yeah it does yeah i'll go with fighting with my family it does involve mel gibson so. Yeah, no, I I, I despise <laughs> Axelrod. Why do you despise it? Uh, I I don't like no reason. I, I also well, <laughs> it, no, it's not even him. Like I love the Beaver. I I just I so yeah, I, you would you would yeah you would say Steve, cut that audio out. Like, <laughs> you know, I love the, Joey Magnuson on the. I love the Beaver. See, <laughs> right see, yes. <laughs> But you forget that in this scenario now I'm the boss, so I get to say what goes. But also yes, leave yeah. It. But but you're um, proud of that nonetheless. Yeah, listen, it's on my, it's on my epitaph. Um, one, I think Florence Pugh was excellent in in fighting with my family. But also, it's just it's a great like Rocky ripoff that you know does what it does very well. My problem with Hacksaw Ridge is not Mel Gibson. I like I like the Beaver. I've enjoyed other movies he's in. I, I recognize he's a piece of shit, but that's fine. Plenty of people are. You know, I can't watch sports if I only watch, you know, good people do things that entertain me. Or white house briefings. I really don't like when people shove religion down my throat. <laughs> um, I can't stand religion being shoved down my throat. And Hacksaw Ridge is 
nothing if not like religious propaganda right. to me yeah it's right-wing propaganda yeah like yeah. everything is coming from the place of the religious person is right and everyone else is wrong which listen like, no i get yeah i get you like, there like but I, it, the I war sequences are very well yeah the, the war, te- war sequences are great like he's a good director um yeah but it's the same reason like i don't like sergeant york like i i can't stand like the presumption yeah. that be, that you're better than me because you believe in an imaginary person and i don't so and even in the movie, like he has him like make like the fucking Jesus pose when he's when he's getting like carded off. Like he never misses an opportunity <laughs> to like hammer this home. It's not subtle. It's not like you have to watch it twice to be like, oh shit, I think Mel Gibson's preaching to me. Like he does everything except open it up by being like, uh, open your Bibles, the page like thirty five. Like it's it's just it's besides the fact that Andrew Garfield is like like fucking. Um, simple simple jack in the first half hour of the movie (laughs) (laughs) that's very fair Uh, it's a like i remember i saw it late and i remember watching it and for that first half hour going this is a con right like this isn't a movie that's getting nominated for things oh god and then it did yep (laughs) and then it won something miles you didn't get to pick no i didn't so joey i agree with everything you just said I'm still going with Hacksaw Ridge, though. You're a monster. Um, I, I, mainly because the, the war sequences are really impressively yeah. done, and fighting with my family is just so schmaltzy, and I hate that. And it's, I'm sure. But it has, like, but it has the rock. Well, a lot of good and bad movies have the rock. I don't think he's That's, much of a deciding no. factor. Um, um, it has the rock as the rock. If you can smell what the schmaltz is cooking. Yeah. Oh, Every Jewish grandmother so just went. Finally, I've been seen on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, all right. So, uh, quick news. We'll talk about Soul and we'll wrap up. Recent news this week: Deadpool three got Bob's Burgers writers. Cool. I'm glad there's gonna be Deadpool three. Um, it's cool that it's female writers. Yeah, interesting. That's not uh, Reese and Warnick, but uh, you know Ryan Reynolds is yeah. the key here, so he sees something in them. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, the Last of Us got its order to go to HBO and actually be a show, so delighted by that. Curious how they're going to tell the story and if they're going to branch off from the games, but that's a show I watch. I watch. I think they will. I think they will have the broad strokes of the first game and second game, but there's such a time jump. There's so many opportunities to, you know, The Last of Us Part 2 yeah. is like season four of a show, season five. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll. What I'm guessing they'll do is first season will be the first game, more or less. Yeah. With a few deviations, and then either season two is a time jump to get us to part two territory, or maybe they take an opportunity to fill in some of the sort of in between years and get to. Well, you see, part two in a later you see season. some of the in between years in part two. They flash back a little bit, so you can yeah. you can do so that build still. Up on that. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot. We don't need to. Just I'm thinking like chronologically yeah i'm thinking like six episode seasons for this i'm not or i'm not envisioning 10 episodes like that could that could be like six to eight episodes a season if you're going to do this thing if it's 10 episodes we they're going to be some episodes where we are really going to want them to get to the point and um and i'm not really 100 sold on this team doing it the like if you had told me damon lindelof was doing this I would be so on board for it, but this this team Chernobyl's great, but beyond Chernobyl, they really haven't done anything else that shows that they're creative enough to take on this world. And so I am a little hesitant going into it. 
Fair. Um, we'll see. Uh, other news. And the look of Chernobyl, too, isn't the most appeasing. I mean, it, it, HP, I mean I'm not sure how they're going to, how it'll look, but I, I, don't, I didn't watch Chernobyl, but I people seem to like it, so I trust that it'll at least have potential. We'll see. Uh, other news. Wonder Woman. Watch 19- it with the family at Thanksgiving. Yeah, Kids love it. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 coming to HBO Max. And don't you remember Thanksgiving already happened oh, in this reality? I'm still feeling sick. No, that's true. Oh, yeah, Watch it at Christmas true. time. Chernobyl at Christmas. That makes sense. There you go. You know, uh, Hanukkah, everybody. All that. Wonder Woman 1984, HBO Max, and theaters where available. Um, this could be the. This is the way for. Seeing at a drive-in. Yeah. This is the. This is the. This is the way. If you have a service, you know so. At a certain point, we might mm-hmm. see Disney do this with Marvel on Disney Plus. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. can do this with HBO Max. I, uh, I'm gonna call it right now, and we'll see if I'm right. So we can remember this and 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 criticize me if I'm wrong or fet me if I'm right. I think Warner Brothers is gonna do the same thing with the Judas and Black Messiah. Have Maybe. it out. I have it out that. just in time for consideration, but also put it on HBO Max. That way, they can say. That it's been seen, because that's the yeah. thing you need. You need it to to you need, you catch eyeballs. On. You need eyeballs. You can't yeah. just release it to say it qualifies and hope it gets nominations. So I, yeah, I suspect no, this no, is no, the way sure. they're going to do it for a little bit. Um, we'll see. I mean, so on the one hand, I'm delighted that I can see a movie like that that looks like it'll be good. To mm-hmm. um, my predictions don't have to suffer because God knows some of these categories I need Wonder Woman in there to not have to find like if I didn't have Wonder Woman New Mutants is in my ten for visual effects and that's a problem. Yeah, that's gross. But on the other that's hand, gross. yes, this is this is not a good blow to cinema. So no, but also I think, this, I think no, there's nothing terrible. to be done about I think that. This right is now. a good thing. Yeah, no, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, you can hold it off till till April. Yeah, and, and hope. No, I think it's a good thing. You you have you see how this model can actually play out. This is a better sort of um, this is a better sort of test uh, for what a studio slash a VOD component could look like, rather than Tenant, because these are the movies that are mostly held off until next year. Uh, there's not a lot of Tenant sitting around out there. It's a lot of big studio stuff, a lot of existing properties that we already know of. Um, we shall see. I think that people are going to want to go to the theaters. I think they're also going to want to stay at home. Warner Brothers has, has been the one that has wanted to test the market the most this year. And I think they're going to get paid off by having both of their films uh, get multiple Oscar nominations. They're, they're, I think Wonder Woman will make change. People are going to want to go to the theater, want to do something around the holidays. Um, and if anything, I get to see it at my drive-in, which is freaking awesome. So... Some of yeah, us, li- some of us live in New York, and theaters are not existent. Yeah. So my drive-in yeah. closed. Um, we'll see. There'll I'm be sorry. more to talk about. There'll be more to talk about closed. Wonder Woman soon. Um, quickly, yeah. uh, real, real quick on that, if I could just uh, yes. throw something out for that, um, because I do think it's interesting that, um, ironically, I remember being con- we were convinced just a few weeks ago that this was going to get pushed. So this yes. is an interesting workaround. Um, but yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right, Ryan, that Warner brothers has been the most sort of game to try things out. And I will be curious. I like this option the best because it at least gives you the choice to sort of do one or the other. So it's, you can sort of make the best choice based on your location. But, um, 
with um because they've tried a bunch of things and it's clear that nothing's really sticking because tenet tried going straight to theaters you got something like mulan which is like premium streaming you got some that just go mm-hmm. to regular streaming you got some that do the vod route so we've seen a few different movies kind of ping around with different options and it's clear that none of them have really stuck yet or else we'd mm-hmm. start seeing a wave of everyone doing it so mm-hmm. i wonder whether this will sort of provide that middle ground of not cutting theaters out of the situation completely, but just working with what we have that might maybe catch on. And then I could definitely see like your Black Widows or other movies, because then you can still technically say they went to theaters, even though the bulk of people would see them on streaming. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with you there. We'll see. There'll be more to talk about this one when we get closer to the release date. Um, Wet, two things left to do, and then we'll leave. I want to talk about Soul for a minute. But first, the other bit of news that I thought was interesting was that Quentin Tarantino is writing a novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that's going to come out next summer. And I just wanted yeah, to ask... You know what to give me next yeah. summer for... I wanted to ask if anyone else read movie novelizations as a kid, and if so, if you had a favorite. Uh, I did. Um, weirdly, The Mummy Returns was one that I read a lot when I was a kid. What a choice. <laughs> um, um, really weird choice. I cannot... I cannot wait to see this. Uh, oh, I also read the Star Wars ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like I still do read the the Star Wars novelizations of the movies because um, they they give you more insights and and stuff than the movies do. And and, and in case of like the rise uh, rise of Skywalker, gives you important details uh, to twist in that film um, that is just bullshit. Um, but uh, um, this one usually they're never written by the actual. Yeah, screenwriter or director or whatever. Right. So, uh, to see that Tarantino's going to do that, like I, I want this to be a thousand pages, like like his giant. Like I want this to be like, you know, you know, his Odyssey, Ulysses, whatever you want to, you know, every thought he's ever had about once upon a time in Hollywood is just yeah, on that like page. a whole section on feet, you know, just just the whole thing. I mean, he'll have unlimited power. When it yeah. comes to this novel, and uh, and so, but no, I'm glad. I'm glad it is because I, I think that I I would be down for a director's cut of that movie, and yeah, I gonna, feel like that universe could be expanded. Oh yeah, I think he's yeah. gonna do the longer cut on on Netflix, like with uh, Hateful Eight, where you know every little bit is in it and yeah. it's in chapters. Uh, Stephen Miles, yeah. did you read any any uh, novelizations? I didn't, but I would read this. Mm. I love the film, and I think I'd love to see it expanded on. Um, without the constraints of a motion picture trying to fit it in for timing and, and feel, but just reading chapters about, you know, just about every character mm-hmm. and, and the time. That when I first heard the news, I wasn't all that into it. And then, you know, while you think about it, that, that could really be great. I will say that it, it, if you listen to him talk about characters, you can tell it'll be an interesting book because if you hear him, you know, any of the interviews where they gave, they asked, like, what do you think happens to Rick after this? And he just, like, extemporaneously is like, well, I think he ended up doing, like, he just has, like, a like a whole life for these people in his mind. So if there's yeah. just more chapters about, like, oh, that episode of FBI that he did, this thing that happened on set, like, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Miles? I want, like, the epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did. So uh, I actually read a lot of junior novelizations when I was a kid. I don't know if you guys remember those. I know. They were like the little, like, you know, like younger kids reading level. And they would always have like a little pamphlet of photos from the movie, like stuck in the middle. That was actually the way I experienced Jurassic Park for the first time was the junior novelization before I saw the movie. What happened to, uh, like, did anyone die in the junior novelization? 
I think they no. I think they papered over it. It was a lot of you know. So the guy just the, runs. The T Rex was about to eat him, and then we cut to another scene or something like that. Uh, yeah. So the guy run, run, the guy runs off, hides in the bathroom. The rest of the book. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I, yeah. I, I do not remember. There yeah. is one Hang regular novelization I remember <laughs> reading that was actually an improvement on the movie, and it might surprise you guys. I think I, I have. That's exactly what I'm going to say. So I'm curious if we have the same one. But go ahead. I I'd be surprised if we do, but let's see. Uh, mine is Men in Black Two. No, it's not the same one. But go on. Okay. The <laughs> the novelization of Men in Black Two, because I think it's not a controversial stance that that's not a very good movie. No. But the novelization oh. actually expands on it, and it's written by someone who I can't remember the author, but it's someone who actually has kind of a voice and sort of it's almost more about the vibe of New York City while all these plot things are happening. And yeah. I don't know, it's it's got some flavor to it. It's got some wit to it that wasn't in the original movie. And so I always think back fondly on that one. Yes. Yeah, so here's there's no wit in that movie. No. Yeah. So here's the thing. I used to love these things and it was a way I could read. Um, so I read early um, in my life. I was a young reader. And by the time I was in, I think, second grade, second or third grade, I got the chicken pox and I sort of like were bored with uh, children's books. Like I'd read all the goosebumps. I'd read all that. So I, I read Jurassic Park as my first, like, quote unquote, adult book. And for a long time, it was as long as there wasn't like sex in it, like I could read it, like violence wasn't a problem. So a lot of times I would. Now that's all he reads. Yeah. You'd that's, be, now I that's mean, all he reads. young me would be blown away by some of the things I have read. But so there was there was Literally. this rack. Yeah. In the library of just like movie novelizations. So anything that was an R rated movie that didn't seem like it was overtly sexual was fine. So like I read like remember the Jamie Lee Curtis like horror movie Virus or something like that? I remember oh it's called God. Yeah, <laughs> like I read the movie novelization of that. Um I read the movie novelization of Blade. Like it's just like if it was there, but mm. easily the best one I've ever read. And I'm sure I can think of like 20 others if I thought about it. The Roland Emmerich Godzilla and here's why. Oh, here's why. I had the yeah. junior version of that one. That's so funny. I don't know if the junior novelization did the same thing. But this one was written first person as if uh, Matthew Broderick's character had wrote it. But he was writing it as if he was paid to write a book afterwards about what happened. So as if you're reading oh, like, wow, you know, was it Nick Totopoulos like or whatever? Account. It's as if this really mm. happened. And like three years later, you know, you were watching on MSNBC and, and Rachel Maddow goes, mm. my next guest is uh, Dr. Nick Topolis who wrote a book, Godzilla, about, you know. So it's all the plots from it. Yeah. But he keeps talking about like, oh, later I would figure out like it's it's written by someone who didn't just, you know, read the script and type it up. See, it's someone who was like, this is stupid. Let me just write it as if this is this guy remembering it. The, see, I think that's what's fascinating is all of us have picked a novel from movies that may not be considered like like I picked the mummy and it returns, which is, I, I think is camp fun. And then Godzilla yeah. and men in black too. Like m those books are better than the damn movies because of the fact that they're able to expand thought and ideas and human emotions. And I better wonder than the, how the often, sludge that we saw on screen. I wonder how often that happens. Like, are we picking the exceptions? Yeah. Or is this like a common thread in movie novelization? It's like that a we thing. Just don't know about yeah. It? I'll tell you the, the, the prequel books, of star wars are great like they're like i mean because you don't have to hear like char char pinks being racist on screen or something no you like just that. hear his internal thoughts where he has some questions yeah you you just say. no you just read you read it you know what i mean like because it's it's with regular words rather than you know 
Moosako, you know, like all that stuff. I like you know how you I mean? said so. he's racist and then you literally did the voice. <laughs> that's a that's a flex. You know, I, pro- hey, I I know how to do voices. I um <laughs> that's true. I, I I'm canceled now, everybody. I'll I'll see you later. Sorry. I um I'm I'm trying to make a joke and I can't think of the name. So we'll pretend no, that you, I came no, up with move an original. On. Move What's, on. Who's the uh the uh was it is the um, the dude who set who owns Anakin? He's like a fly. Oh Guido. Guy. Guido. Oh, Watto. Yeah, Watto. Watto, like, Guido. You know, yeah, he's yeah, the racist yeah. in that in that story, 100%. If there's a chapter... Well, the Trade Federation head, is racist, Joey. Yeah, that too. The Trade Federation w- that are, are Asian stereotypes are are, are just as bad. I w- yeah. I, the whole I, movie's bad. I like, think Quentin just, Tarantino yeah. should write the movie novelization of Phantom Menace, just because I would be curious what his <laughs> chapter on Watto would be about. I just would love to see the actual uh, Mace Windu written by uh, Samuel Quentin Jackson. Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly he's the main character. Now You're we're... a Jedi, motherfucker. No. <laughs> what, what is Watto's, like, um, is he a, he's a Toydarian. I don't know what the hell that is. But I just. Toydarian. Yeah. I just. You know, <laughs> Miles Tarantino's is like, how dare you get the Do I look like a Toydarian to you? Uh, <laughs> we're getting silly. All right. Let's wrap like up. Wallet Let's wrap reads. up quickly with um, last week. We went over all the movies that I've seen. Last week, my, uh, Ryan, if you don't know, it was like Netflix showing everyone everything week. So we. Uh, yeah, no, they showed me everything too. Yeah, they they it was was it was Ma Rainey, Pieces of a Woman, the White Ma Rainey, Tiger, Pieces of Woman. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mank. I, well, no, I'd seen Mank a while ago. Um, but well, rude. I forgot okay. <laughs> to mention that I'd seen Soul. So I wanted to briefly talk about Soul because no one else has seen it on this podcast, at least, unless you have. No, no, that's the one thing I have not seen because I, I watched uh, Promising Young Woman this week. And uh, um, do you agree with that? Me? Was, it's it's a great movie. OK, too. good. All right. So we're, we're there. Um, we'll... But yeah, Soul's 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 the one that uh, that I that has escaped me. Hmm. We'll we'll talk about it more soon when other people have seen it because it's better to talk Mm -hmm. when everyone can contribute but i will just say it's very good yeah um i don't think it's getting nominated for best picture i know ryan you have an article you'd like to do um perhaps arguing otherwise so we can uh we can compare and contrast on the road once i see it yeah you know um what i'll say is i think you just need to prepare yourself for the second act of the movie which is uh, a little different than perhaps you're expecting um but the the bookends are very good the middle i is i was very entertained by but perhaps isn't uh, doing what I think everyone thinks it's going to do. So he, the, the one standard I will say, though, is there's actually there's two, and we'll wrap it up on that. One, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Their score is phenomenal. They're almost certainly getting double nominated this year for this in Mank, which when you think about their music and you hear those two scores, they couldn't be more different from their career, but also might be two of their best scores. So above and beyond there. And I will also say... The animation of New York in Seoul might be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's damn near photorealistic while you can still tell it's animation. Like, I, I don't know if it's, like, visual effects eligible, but I almost feel like it should be. Like, just that recreation is is splendid. There's It's almost beyond words. Hence why I stopped I'm talking. looking for... Yeah. Well, I am excited. I'm looking, to I'm looking see forward it. to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll talk more. And about I want to see it um, in the theater. I, I was that Christmas coming out, or is it before that? 
Yep, Christmas. It's like right around Christmas time, but they're not doing it in theaters. No, no, so ev- yeah, well, everyone will have seen it. Um, no, I'm, December. You know, maybe with the Wonder Woman news, they changed their mind. I don't think so, but you never know. If it was, if it was already yeah, another, well, like if Disney had already done it with something else, then maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I just I'd love to see it at least in. I mean, at like a drive-in. Or, yeah you know. no trust me i, I want to see everything at drive-ins right now folks like, i mean i want to that's my goal i'm i'm i i mean i don't have a car so it wouldn't really work but i'm listen i'm fine with I'll the come, i'll come pick you i'll come pick you up joe cool I'll come pick you up. i excellent it's a date all the way from um, texas to pick you up. i mean people have done <laughs> more for less um there's a <laughs> there's i'm fine with the t- with the computer for now just because you know my health is not worth you know liking a movie slightly more I, though i will i will I say know. you know new york is a different scenario than texas i in, get you. in so many ways um but i will say it is annoying that i has still have not seen tenant like i will i will have seen tenant probably like in two weeks when they send the 4k to me like it's just wild that it's going to be on home video when i see that movie when you would have thought that was like yeah. going into the year if there was a movie that you would probably have been like, what movie would you go a little above and beyond to make sure you saw like in IMAX or opening day or like at the press screening, one of the answers would have been tenant probably for most people. And it's largely one of the more unseen movies of the year. It's just a wild, like random fact about 2020. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great movie. You'll love it, Joe. Cool. Well, we'll see. All right. We're going to wrap up. So everyone can uh, let people know where they can follow you as always. And instead of recommending a movie, um, let me know your favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving food item. So we'll do Miles, Steve, Ryan. All right. Uh, You can find me at Twitter uh, at Miles on film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on film. You can also find me on Instagram at Marvelous Miles, although I never use it. Uh, My favorite thanksgiving thing i like crescent rolls i always have my own little basket of crescent rolls at thanksgiving dinner um it just goes with everything i don't know um least favorite um probably the um what do you even call it the jelly not a jelly but the um cranberry sauce cranberry sauce sauce. yes thank you because i always feel tempted to try it every year and i'm disappointed by it every year but i keep trying i keep coming back to it it is me. All right. So this is Steve. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FilmSnork. Uh, when it comes to to Thanksgiving, stuffing all the way. I could eat just all stuffing with some gravy, but I tend to venture beyond that. As for least favorite, poorly cooked squash, which t- tends to be all squash. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan McQuaid 77 um, And my favorite thing is my dad's homemade pumpkin pie he does not use canned pumpkin he actually cooks the pumpkin and so i've never had a store-bought canned processed pumpkin it's always been homemade that way um and so every year when he gets to make it it's my grandmother's recipe it's fantastic and um uh, the worst thing i have i don't have it anymore because my my aunt uh, i don't see my aunt a lot but when she made or when anybody makes like an ambrosia salad um those things are the worst and i despise them and uh um but also shout out to uh to deep fried turkey down here um and you know that's what we do down here in texas we have to deep fry everything so um yeah 
I love Thanksgiving. It's my nice. favorite holiday. Nice. Uh, you can follow me, Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, OnlyFans, what have you. Um, and <laughs> I like how you guys almost let it slip in. Um, I uh, my favorite is my grandmother's gravy. But if we're just going with a general item, green bean casserole. Least favorite macaroni and cheese because I don't like cheese. Um, and I will say just as a um, aside, since, you know, I don't want to kill my grandmother. She's not hosting Thanksgiving this year. I'm making my first Thanksgiving dinner. So by the time you hear this, I will have either ruined or improved upon Thanksgiving. So that is a uh, nerve. It's going to be all gravy. I mean, it's going to be all, all so that gravy. Funny story. Cream gravy. For years decades even my my grandmother has made this gravy and it's been amazing and my dad has once in a while tried to simulate it never has done it one year it came out green because he thought maybe the secret was more so he's convinced she lied to him about like what's in it so you know we would still have to go to her house you know he made it green once by accident like it's never been good i think i can do it she's told me things that i feel like she hasn't told him so i'm cautiously optimistic and Miles, I love cranberry sauce, but it has to be the whole berry one. Just the, like the jelly blob doesn't do it for me. I need the like actual fruit in it. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's what I've been missing all this time. Yeah, maybe. Well, gelatinous just doesn't sound good. Exactly. No. We'll we'll check in next week and see how uh, more accurately how that went. But for now, uh, <laughs> this has been the Awards Radar podcast, full of nonsense, and an hour and a half spent answering three questions because it's what we do. As Obama said, it's what I do. So be safe, everyone. Wear your mask and, uh, you know, don't be an idiot. So until next week, take care. Bye. Bye, y'all.